0: and finding the happiness you deserve. Thank you for joining us. Welcome, welcome, this is Gemma and I'm so thrilled to be with you today. And today, the topic was given to me by my daughter Phoenix. So she recommended uh, that we discuss financial freedom because she said I talk about it all the time and I didn't realize I talk about it all the time, but I guess I have and it's wild because I even just was speaking to my friend Diane and, uh, and she was saying that a woman that she just went to a workshop with and she mentored under stressed that she wants all women to have financial freedom so that they can leave their highest potential lives in all aspects, including the relationships they're in. And partly because I think that There's a certain generation, and maybe it's many generations, that have been locked into relationships out of um, need for security. So women who are dependent on men for their finances, and she wants to see that turn around. And for myself, I have found that throughout my life, it's been a very gradual thing. But every step of my way to financial freedom has been led by my relationship with God's source energy. And this is important for me because the the decisions I've made out of alignment with God's source energy, they just very much flubbed. And I learned the hard way, losing many thousands of dollars, um, that when I'm doing something out of alignment with the truth of who I am, it is not a good match. It's not a good fit. So, mm. Um, yeah, (laughs) so it's our, I guess it comes a full circle then to what we always are talking about. Are you in alignment with your higher, higher self? Are you in alignment with God's source energy? Are you making a practice every day of loving yourself unconditionally? Because if you are, and then you tune to your finances, you will receive a co-creative, inspired action that is outside the box. Now financial freedom, unless you're already there, right, is something that has to be created. And if it has to be created, then your best bet is to create something beyond anything that you know is possible. And this is what I love about my own experience is this ability to tap into those special like, opportunities that are effortless and in full alignment with me. So, one of the things I know that is in alignment with me um <laughs> is well, one of the things I know that's in line with me is saving money. And um it feels good, it feels good to spend it, but it also feels very good to save it. And I've done this my whole life, but it's like to what avail are we just doing um and I know that the story in the Bible wasn't just purely representative of someone, um, of literally money, but we have the parable where the King gave, um, three people each, um, uh, a gold coin and asked them to keep it invested, whatever for the year and then come back and the following year and tell him what he did with it and how upset he was with the guy who buried it and did not invest it. And I felt like that for a while because I was holding cash without investing it. However, I just didn't feel I was receiving the inspired action of what to do with it. And I had seen what happened before when I tried to force things, so I didn't want to do that. And then, oh, excuse me, my gosh. I feel like I'm releasing now. Maybe I'm releasing about financial freedom. <laughs> Maybe I'm allowing more, <laughs> more abundance in. So I just love that when I ask a literal question and when I declared I'm ready for $1,000 a week passive income, um, I love how the universe responds to that and how it shows up on purpose. Um, the same as me and gives me clear cut answers and responses to that. So that is what we're talking about. We're talking about uh, recognizing that we have beliefs or programs that are in the way so that we can ask those questions with clarity and with um, intention that is going to create a momentum in that direction for us. So recognizing the beliefs and programs in the way. So when, um, when I say to you, um, why not declare making $5,000 a week passive income? What comes up for you? What comes up for you? Is it resistance? Is it excitement? Is it joy? What is coming up for you? Is it fear? And if you're getting a negative reaction, then that is an indication that you have beliefs and programs in the way of this, um, of this idea of financial freedom. So sometimes we'll be okay with X amount, but not with two X amount. And that's something to check too. And this is ways you can check to see, uh, where the belief systems lie. I mean, it could be the belief system lies in the fact that it's not okay to make money without effort. Maybe that's not Okay. Maybe it's only money to make money that you're working for, that you're efforting for. Now, me, I want to work less and make more. That's me. I love working less. Now, one of the ways I work less is to allow for passive income. But another way I work less is to do strictly the things that I am passionate about and that are in alignment with my calling. And this creates a work less motto too, because it never feels like work. I step into the joy of who I am when I go into my studio and I teach. I'm so excited to see who will turn up and what we will be working on. And I say we, I'm just there to support and guide, but they're making beautiful art all the time. And I'm watching these gorgeous pieces unfold. And you've seen many of these pieces because I use them as my cover art. And uh, you can see Uh, Any of the art that you see that is not my art, that is my students' art. And they are amazing students and all different ages. And I'm telling you, sometimes these students are like five years old, six years old, and making amazing art that I love to use as my cover art on my my thing. And I was even gifted a gorgeous art piece by one of my students, Nico. And he gave me this beautiful little painting made from... um, clay on wood and it's a sea turtle and I love it I absolutely love it I don't know why he didn't want it but it wasn't his thing and so it's going to be going in my mermaid house and I just am so excited about that and so Nika was the one who um, pushed me um, off of the fork into the direction of creating artwork for all my art students this um, year so I'm looking forward to doing that too it's going to be so much fun So uh, this is exciting, financial freedom. So financial freedom can look like so many things. And when um, there's this fabulous book out there called Do What You Love and the Money Will Follow. And I can't even um, promote this highly enough. It's an old book. I think it's from the 80s. So if you look it up, make sure you're getting that copy. And it was about a couple who um, went traveling, I think, in their van or their RV or something like that. So, uh, read the flap, make sure you're getting the right book. If you look it up, um, do what you love and the money will follow. And my brother said, and I was like 18 at the time. He's like, my boss gave this to me, but it made me think of you. So I think you'll like this book. So that's how young I was when I was already living this mindset, do what you love and the money will follow. So my brother gave me the book and I was overjoyed to read this book for it was a confirmation and support in the path I was going on. And I love that so much. Uh so one of the like yeah, I mean it's just like I don't know if you know my backstory, but um when I was a kid, I really wanted to be a photographer, but I was swayed away from it by what I was told would be the outcome of it. So then my my whole drive as a child was to become um, like free of being dependent on my family. So, a sense of financial freedom back then. And I really wasn't given a lot of information on how to make this happen. There was the whole, you know, motto go to college, but I had to pay for it. And I wasn't about to go into massive debt. So, that wasn't a big um, win. Um, also, I had no idea what I wanted to do. And I couldn't imagine doing anything except art. And again, no one was there giving me a clear-cut way that this would make me money. So that didn't make sense. And then it must have been when I was, um, I don't know, 16, because I went to college when I was 17. So when I was 16, I saw this truck, and on the back, it had this uh, it had this sticker, you know, and it said, um, Will Train Drivers or something, Call J.B. Hunt. So it might've been one 800 or something. So I, I, I called that number. Um, I was sent a application, an application to, um, to join and get training. And I couldn't, I couldn't get in until I was 21. So I just started keeping this application current with all of my jobs. And then I realized that, you know, I couldn't, So because I knew I couldn't do trucking until I was 21, in the meantime, and I was thinking truck driving made sense. You know, let me give you my my little 16-year-old mindset around that. One, I thought by living in the truck, I could save more money than I used. Now, I wasn't given a way to do this. My parents never sat down with me and showed me finances and what it costs to pay to get electric and, and how much it costs and what rent costs and Uh, how what kind of jobs you would need for that money, and I had no idea. So this was my solution: start with the job where they actually gave me lodging, right? Because I knew how to eat and keep food down, you know, keep the food costs down. So this made sense to me. So my plan was go to college with my eight thousand dollars, which, by the way, was eaten up in my first year. Get a little part time job for expenses because I had no other money. Um, I needed spending money. And so I got a job that paid like next to nothing. (laughs) I think I made $15 a week and that's what covered my extra art supplies I needed. Um, so I had no extra money. So I, um, yeah. And my parents didn't give me any money. So, um, I, uh, Oh boy. Maybe the first year I didn't have extra job. No, it was the second year, I think. I don't know. Maybe it was towards the end of the first year. Anyway, I, um, yeah. So I lived very simple. I went to school. I was, I had a a meal card. I had lodgings paid for, but it used up all my savings. So then when the second year came around, I decided to go to community college and be an au pair. So now I had my lodgings and food covered again for the most part, and I also had an extra job or two cleaning houses, which brought in maybe sixty, seventy dollars a week. So that was that little extra something to help pay for food and extra stuff, and help to cover my expenses with school. I don't even think it was that much actually. It might have been thirty five dollars a week. It wasn't much. Um, so, and I and and my vehicle was a motorcycle. So this is the things I did to save money. It was just like, I put these little things in order. So I was an au pair and I made very little money and I went to a community college and I had a motorcycle and, you know, I never figured it out, but that motorcycle must've got 80 something miles per gallon or 90 miles per gallon. So I did really well that way. But these are the steps I took. And I did the, um, I did the state college, the community college until I was 21 and I got into trucking. And Then I figured if I didn't like trucking, the amount of money I could save in my first year would be enough to go back and afford to go back to college. So, but trucking was lovely and it was a really quiet, beautiful, peaceful place that I specifically needed for doing my healing work. And so I feel as though everything was geared specifically toward my, you know, like because I was doing it in God's source energy. It was geared right perfectly towards my own um, experience. You know, like I, the healing, the finances, everything was in perfect alignment with the truth of who I was. Now, it it shifted and evolved over time because those belief systems that were in my way were keeping me from making money, keeping me from saving more than I needed, keeping me from having the opportunities that would lead me in paths of abundance. So. Abundance for me was being on my own and not having debt at that time. And I had to adjust that mindset. So these are the programs and beliefs we're talking about. And, um, I had to adjust the mindset that it was okay to take care of myself. That was another mindset that I had not been, um, I didn't have in my collection. Let's just say, you know, no one gives you these beliefs. Um, they make them available and then you adopt them. So you have to take full responsibility for becoming aware of the beliefs that are in your way, um, bringing attention to them, naming them, releasing them, and replacing them that's all on you to do. So financial freedom is such a big picture thing. And if you feel you have financial freedom, congratulations, I'm very happy for you. But if you feel as though there is a lot of room or some room for more financial freedom, then all it means is it's time to clean out some more closets. That's those programs and beliefs. Clean out some more, find where they are, do some digging and release them. And what's going to happen is because those programs and beliefs are keeping your, your floor of your elevator in an area that does not allow for that more abundance. Now, the higher you go on the frequency, emotional frequency chart, the higher you go, the more the money will flow because you will always be attracting that, which is a match for that frequency. And so whatever um, for you is a perfect match for financial freedom will come to you it's very, very fun and lovely. So thank you to Phoenix for giving us this wonderful topic today. I I love it. (laughs) I love it. And um, yes, wonderful. So have a wonderful, wonderful day and know that I love you. Mm -hmm. Bye now. Thank you for joining us on that happiness show. If you'd like more information or have questions, you can reach me at jemmafossett.com or 401-699-6142